Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. A lot of warnings in today's show. Warning about evil, a big 60,000 foot warning about the existence of evil. It's not a political difference, folks, when we're talking about things that are genuinely evil. I'll show you what I mean, something happening right now. Also, something that happened to me this weekend, which uh, really was an eye-opener I haven't seen in a long time and reminded me about the dangers of uh, voting for the other side, some of their policies and what they're pushing, including defund the police and elsewhere. Something happened to me this weekend. So stay tuned. We got a loaded show today. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, Joe. Let's go. Let's go, homie. Here we go. Big Monday show. <laughs> Big Monday show. As always, a lot to talk about over the weekend. So uh, briefly, before I get to the topic du jour, you know, um, on Sundays, I go to a local church here. It's a great church led by a really great pastor. And uh, I pull into the parking lot. It's a rather big, it's, you know, I used to, I lived up in New York where parking lots are tiny because real estate's so expensive. Well, you know, down here in Florida, the parking lots are really huge in a lot of these places because, it, you know, it, it's, it, it, it's just a lot of available land, right? So I pull into this big expansive parking lot in the church and I notice immediately there's two, uh, there's two deputies there, two, two vehicles, two from the sheriff's department and two deputies there and they're blocking off some spots and I'm thinking, what's up? Something must've happened. So uh, I, I'm, I drive, I see one of the, I pull in a spot. I see one of these people sitting by their car and I walk by and uh, I said, Hey, what happened? I said, five cars were broken into. They must've used a window punch, oh. stole pocketbooks, bags, uh, everything out of people's cars, toolkits, whatever. I mean, keep in mind, Joe, this is, I pull in the lot at 1015 in the morning, not at night. Yeah. This is a church where the parking lot faces, faces a main road. It's not even like a parking lot in the middle of nowhere where you're in this spot at an airport all the way back. That's, that's right. not it. This is a parking lot where it's exposed to the main road, five cars, not just one. So they clearly must have taken their time in doing this. This poor woman, I see her, she's crying. Uh, older, older woman, she's, she's crying. And the husband recognizes me and comes over and is talking. And this is the wife is crying. And, you know, I haven't seen that in a long time. I just remember being a police officer when you would respond to scenes like that 15, 20 times a day on a busy Friday night. And eventually, folks, I hate to say it, but you almost become... <clears throat> You always feel bad for people, but you you become almost immune to it after a while. You have to to do your job or else you'll just collapse yourself. But I haven't seen that in a while. Uh, I wasn't a responding deputy. I was just a guy going to church and it really hurt me. And it reminded me of, you know, the, the, the I mean, how evil that's, that's, that's again, that's, that's, that's the existence of genuine evil right there. Do you have to be to pray on a bunch of, church going people on a Sunday in mid morning in front of a bunch of, of traffic out there to go out and just steal from people. We are dealing with an emptiness so profound that the only way to fight it is going to be through an organized generational effort and to recognize that it's not going anywhere. 
That's the problem. I think we keep pretending some, not all of us, that this evil's going to go away and that, oh my gosh, if we didn't win this last election and we all got to give up. No, this fight's never going to stop. We could win the next 20 presidential elections. And you know what? 21, the, uh, 21, the 21st one we lost, this thing could turn around like that. What made the disparity of what happened to me going into a church and watching these evil sons of bitches in the parking lot, right? Steal all this stuff from these people's cars, right? Is we go into church and the homilies given by a deacon who runs a prison ministry. And I got to tell you, it was hard to listen to. He was right. He was saying, I know this is a bad time. None of you want to hear about speaking to criminals after having cars broken into in the parking lot, but he's correct. It's up to us to understand and to, 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 you know, to try to redeem the sinner. But, but, they must pay for the sin first. We can redeem them from the prison they belong in. Folks, it takes a genuinely evil person to do that. It ripped the heart right out of me. I was thinking about it the entire time in, in church. And we have a great sheriff down here. He's all over the case. But it was hard to watch. Which was fascinating because over the weekend I was reading this, I mean, uh, imperfect, perfect timing, if you know what I mean. This Wall Street Journal op-ed about J.R.R. Tolkien, the author of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings uh, series. And it's called J.R.R. Tolkien's Lessons About Evil in Our Time. He's talking about how he used fiction. This obviously created a fairy tale, The Shire and The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbits. And he talks about how he used all these to speak to larger human narratives about evil and how he wrote them around the time uh, with, the, with the growth of fascism through Nazi Germany. He says, less than a year later, Britain was at war with Nazi Germany, its policy of appeasement and tatters. As Gandalf the Wizard from Tolkien's, obviously, uh, series explains to Frodo Baggins, the hobbit there, says, always after a defeat and a respite, the shadow takes another shape and grows again. Whereas Elrond, the Lord of Rivendell, intones, and the elves deemed that evil was ended forever. And it was not so. Folks, this is never going to disappear. I, I, I bring it up and, you know, not to try to wax philosophic. I'm not Plato here. But to explain to you the practical nature of what he's saying. I get this a lot on my communications. I leave my Facebook page open for messages on the back end. And I get a lot from people when I have to read a disappointing story about cheating in elections about Democrats stealing people's money, about January 6th people being thrown in jail for trespassing while a bunch of people show up at the Supreme Court this morning and tell the government we're just going to shut down these streets and nothing so far has happened to them. And they say something like, hey, listen, I'm ready to give up. It's not fair. I, I, can't, I can't explain to you how poor... I don't want to sound like I'm insulting anyone. Because I get, I understand your frustration. The left is relying on you to say that. Genuinely evil people in this world, which the radical far left is. And there's no doubt. I just watch a bunch of videos of a drag parade, a bunch of naked people like trying to groom kids. And it's disgusting. Come on. They are hoping you give up. They are hoping that you, like the, the hobbits in the Shire, just pretend the world out there doesn't exist and you can separate yourself from it. You can't do that. They, they, you, you, you know, you can try to avoid politics, but what did he say? Politics will never avoid you. They want you to disengage. They want you to disengage. The whole purpose of this show has been an eager plea on bended knee to get you to re-engage no matter how bad it gets. Because the evil will never disappear. Folks, evil hates. That's one of the essences of evil. Hate, not dislike, but hate. Here's a picture. I told you they were going to need a new enemy after the road decision comes down, which may happen today. We're not sure. But there are already left-wing lunatics in front of the Supreme Court with what looks like an insurrection to me, folks threatening to break the law because they don't like a political decision. Sounds like, by the less definition, sounds like an insurrection. They need a new enemy. And I told you during last week's show, one of the most important shows we did in a long time, how the left now is going to move from identity politics focused on race to identity politics focused on race and religion. Here, producer Jim, just over the weekend, the new enemy, folks, air quotes, is going to be the white Christian national. Here's the screenshot. Jim did over the weekend. He said, now I see it everywhere. 
White Christian nationalism is a threat to democracy. New York Magazine. MSNBC. Why Christian nationalism is suddenly at the forefront. Because you idiots are telling people it's at the forefront. Washington Post. With the Buffalo Massacre, white Christian nationalism strikes again. Time. Time to stop giving Christianity a pass on white supremacy. Here we go, folks. The church parking lot. You have a homily inside with a deacon preaching forgiveness and empathy for the criminal. That is us, conservatives and libertarians. Penalties matter. You should be punished, but we believe in the power of redemption. Then you have the far leftists in the parking lot defund the police characters, supporting the criminals so there's no police to stop them from breaking into cars at church. That's the evil. That is not going to go away. Lives could be saved by this row reversal today if it happens. If it's announced today at the Supreme Court, lives could be saved and the left is furious because evil loves nothing more than hatred and death. Here, you want to see what this looks like in person? Senator Chris Coons was on a, uh, a Fox, was on a, excuse me, a, was it CNN this weekend? Oh, oh was, it was Fox. I was right the first time. He was interviewing with Brett Baer. Senator Chris Coons, a Democrat. He pretends really well. He pretends he cares about the people whose cars were broken in in the parking lot and all that stuff. He pretends he cares about, he, he poses as a moderate, Senator Chris Coons. And Republican suckers fall into this trap all the time. Oh, he's one of the reasonable ones. We should work against him. Really? He's asked a pretty simple question by Brett Baer. It is illegal to go and protest in front of officers of the court, including judges, their homes. It is illegal to do that. Yet it's happening right now, even after an assassination attempt on Brett Kavanaugh, a Supreme Court justice. This is an easy call, folks. Easy call. You broke the law. We have the law for a reason. I'm a legislator. Those people should be punished. He can't say it. Because evil can't call out evil. It has to hide evil. Here, check it out. Listen for yourself. Senator, we're getting ready for this this ruling. And it's going to be controversial no matter what happens. If it matches the draft, the leaked draft opinion or not. There is this this law on the books. I'm just asking, should they follow the law? Should the attorney general say, yes, arrest those people before something happens? Well, Brad, I think uh, if the leaked version of the opinion is matched by uh, what would be a remarkable act of uh, judicial activism, conservative judicial activism, uh, there will be understandable anger uh, across the nation. Uh, as an elected official, I've certainly had protests uh, out front of my house. Uh, many of us have who serve in Congress or in other elected offices. Uh, but we need to make sure um, that all appropriate actions are being taken to ensure the safety of members of our federal judiciary, including Supreme Court justice. The anger is understandable, folks. And so notice the uh, the false comparison he does here. There have been protests in front of my house. You're an elected official. Right. You're an elected official passing laws. I, by the way, I don't recommend people protest in front of anyone's house. I just don't. Um, I think it, it doesn't work well. I think it, the, 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 it obviously leads to the potential for danger. There are enough places to protest where you can get enough PR, okay? Chris Coons can't say that because he's an unprincipled, genuinely awful human being. You just had a guy, Brett Kavanaugh, who could have been killed. A guy showed up with a gun and torture equipment at his home. And he can't say it. He has to justify it by saying the anger is understandable. Notice how any, any left-wing anger, the BLM riots, Antifa riots, it's always excusable. But right-wing anger at an election where shenanigans hit around every corner, that's not understandable anger at all. FBI, get on those people. Do you see this? You see how justice is only blind to Democrats? No constitutional republic can survive like this. These people have no dignity or principles on the other side. He's an elected official. Judges are not elected officials. Imagine where this is going to go if we're now going to incentivize lawbreaking in front of judges' houses. Imagine you're a business executive and you have a lot of money and you're involved in a legal proceeding. Can you now pay a bunch of protesters like the left is doing to protest this road decision? Can you pay a bunch of protesters to go boycott and picket the judge in your case's kids' school, you're at the kids' school and house where they live? Why not? Maybe that's why, Joe, we have a law against that, because maybe it's a really bad idea and could inter interfere in the nonpartisan administration of justice. Just a thought, folks.
Now, it gets worse. And I use Coons for a very specific reason. It's not an accident. Because you've got these people in the Republican swamp who fail to see evil for what it is and want to find some good in these people. They ignore their actions. They ignore their words. And oh my gosh, this is, he's really a moderate, a down the middle guy. You know, Chris Coons, he's one of us. He's not one of you. A guy was nearly assassinated by, and people are still breaking the law in front of his house. And Coons not only can't call it out, he apologizes for it. That is evil. It's not just wrong. It's not just not okay. That's evil. Call it what it is. And this drives the left crazy when I do shows like this. Insane. Because there is nothing these evil leftist goons hate more than when you stick a mirror in front of their face. They hate it. Here's Coons again. Threats now, like Chuck Schumer made. You have unleashed the whirlwind and you will pay the price. Directed directly at two Supreme Court justices he named. It wasn't a wink and a nod. It was a direct threat. Easy call for Chris Coons. You know what? I get it. You're a politician, Coons. You're a genuinely awful guy, understand? I get it. Maybe you need to water it down. Joe, maybe he says something like, you know what? I'll bet Senator Schumer wishes he would have worded that different. All right. You know, it didn't work out. Right? I mean, I, I right. you should take a stand to be principal, but I get it. You're a politician. You're a loser. So you're going to do loser stuff. <laughs> Can't even say that. He's like, well, you know, Chuck Schumer, this is a, you know, he, he's just trying to let people, everybody's just angry. You see the excuses. You're watching genuinely evil people here, folks. Chief, watch, uh, check this out. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. On the steps of the Supreme Court, did those words qualify, Senator? So here's a key distinction. Uh, what uh, Senator Schumer was saying was that uh, he was upset, uh, he was alarmed, he was concerned at the prospect uh, that justices would reverse decades of a well-established fundamental constitutional right in our country. What he did not say was, uh, let's go attack them. That's funny, because either did Donald Trump. So, again... You're looking at genuine evil and call it out. Don't back down. Hey, we said I, I could. You know who didn't say directly go and attack them? Donald Trump. He didn't say that either. Matter of fact, Donald Trump on January 6th, Joe, we've only played the cut, what, 20 times, said it's time to go march, march peacefully and patriotically. Peacefully and patriotically. That's a direct quote, by the way. Schumer said you won't know what hey, he said, hit he, he, you. He, he, you won't know what hit you. You reap the whirlwind. Thank you. And you will pay the price. And he names them personally. Yes. Gorsuch and Kavanaugh. So a direct threat, Chris Coons, he's a nice guy, Coons, is totally understandable because he's angry. Donald Trump, who has more than valid concerns about a fleeced election, who says March peacefully and patriotically should go to jail for inciting a riot. It's not an excuse to give up. Please don't send me a message how you're ready to give up because there's no giving up. Don't be the hobbit. Don't be Frodo Baggins. Oh, we're safe here in the Shire. You're not safe in the Shire. There's a world outside the Shire and that evil isn't going anywhere. And it's our job to go and take it on. I'm sorry. I'm not lecturing. I, I don't mean to sound that way. I get frustrated too. But gosh, that thing I saw in the church parking lot this weekend was a wake-up call. I know it was just a larceny. It wasn't, thankfully, any kind of a violent crime, but I haven't seen it in a long time. Those tears and that just that, I don't know, it's that pain in people's faces. They feel so violated. woman's bag was stolen. She had her license, her pictures in there. She was an older woman. She was telling me how she had the pictures in the thing. You know, these keep remember in wallets, they don't even know they have phones. But remember, Joe, in the day, you'd have the picture thing in your wallet. And still stuff do. Yeah. Before they had all these. Yeah, sure. Watch that personal violation. Thank God we got a good sheriff down here who understands 
and evil's real. It's here with us now. Job isn't to hole up in the Shire. It's to get out there in the world and take it on. That's our job. Now, you can expect the left, obviously, to not only not call evil out, but to promote it like you see Coons doing. Also, you can expect the left to double down on calls of censorship. I'm going to get to that uh, in a second, too, which they're doing right now. Why? Because not only do they want to continue the evil, they want to make sure people who call it out, like me and others, are silenced. Take a break here for a second. Get to our second sponsor. It's a good company, our friends at American Financing. That uh, vacation you planned is expensive on its own. Layer in the higher cost of gas, and let's not forget credit card fees. Those are already close to 19% or expected to rise again soon. Don't, th- don't let that ruin all your plans. Instead, get a free mortgage review from our friends at American Financing. Let a salary-based mortgage consultant talk to you about custom loans that can fit your budget better. I mean it. This is a good company. I've spoken to them twice at length, American Finance. From your home loan to your equity, even your high interest debt, they'll review it all. And they'll do everything they can to help you save up to $1,000 a month, plus tens of thousands long-term. Think of the difference that can make. Then pick up the phone, call American Financing, and learn more. If you start soon, you could skip two payments, and you may close in as fast as 10 days. AmericanFinancing.net. Here's the number. 888-994-7660. That's 888-994-7660. Or as I just said, you can visit them online at AmericanFinancing.net. .net, AmericanFinancing.net, NMLS 182334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. Check them out. Now's the time. Again, expect the calls for draconian speech censorship from the left because they are evil. Call it as it is. Speak truth always, always. Engage the reaction of the left to shows like this and you calling out evil as a metric of your own success in indicating, pointing out, and highlighting evil. It's only when you're over the target that they panic. I've noticed this. I put out a tweet this weekend and a truth and a parlor post and a locals post about this very same thing and the left lost their minds because they hate a mirror. Here, look at this. Washington Examiner. So Biden's got a climate czar, Gina McCarthy, real organized government power. This woman has. Paul Bedard writes, climate fear ripped for urging censorship of Biden critics. Ladies and gentlemen, keep that up. They're not hiding it anymore. These are government officials, Joe, who have First Amendment obligations to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. Last time I checked, the First Amendment was part of that. They are not hiding it. They're flipping the double-barreled, family-friendly middle finger to the First Amendment and openly calling for censorship. They want to censor climate talk, COVID talk, gender talk, public safety talk. Here, in an Axios virtual interview, Gina McCarthy said, quote, the tech companies have to stop allowing specific individuals over and over again to spread disinformation. We need the tech companies to really jump in. They're not hiding it. Anymore. Gina McCarthy, the climate furor here, using her government authority to call for private companies to censor people. This is an organized effort to stop you from seeing the evil that's out there. Here's Obama giving a speech. Where again, he just comes right out with it. He's not hiding it anymore. Saying, you know what? It's really time. It's really time for us to shut these other people down. Speech censorship is back on the left. They love it, which again is a hallmark. It is the first chapter of every book of evil is censoring people who call out evil. Here, check this out. Uh, We have to take steps to detoxify our discourse. Particularly the scourge of disinformation and conspiracy theories and hate uh, online that uh, has polluted our political discourse. You believe this buffoon? I got to tell you, this is, I I don't know if I should say this, but maybe I should because I don't think I should say it and I shouldn't self-censor anything. I'm embarrassed to have worked with this guy. I mean, obviously it was in a law enforcement function and, you know, protecting the constitution in the United States means we protect these people and I'm, I'm glad nothing happened to him while I was there. My work really mattered to me. 
But really, I'm almost embarrassed I didn't leave sooner. I left two years in to this guy's administration, and I got to tell you, I'm just horrified that the, the, the stain of this guy being anywhere near me. Let me tell you who Obama, I haven't told you this before. Let me, do, let me tell you who he is. This guy's the biggest phony you have ever seen. To all the lefties out there, I'm going to tell you something about Obama because I'm so disgusted the direction of this country and something's got to change. And it's time to, the old rules have to go out the window. So I'm throwing some old rules out. This guy's the biggest fraud you've ever seen. The biggest phony you have ever seen. He would be at events and stuff backstage talking about these civil rights hustlers, calling them like clowns and phonies and fakes. And then the minute he needed political help to Al Sharpton and him, he invited him to the White House. And, 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 and folks, listen, please, please. To the liberals who are in the Obama White House, you know what I'm saying is true. So please stop the Dan Pfeiffers and the others. Please, please stop. You know it's true. You were there. Don't, don't humiliate yourself, please. Now, that may upset some conservatives. They say, what? You mean Obama it was, a, was a little less crazy behind the scenes? He may have been less crazy, but he's even bigger phony. Do you get the point? The point I'm trying to make is that Obama's less crazy. It's that he's an enormous fraud. Right. Obama, the same guy who was a civil rights officer. Now, now, the same guy whose administration weaponized their government to push the PP tape hoax to help Mrs. Clinton get elected is as the balls to talk about disinformation online and banning his political opponents. Folks, this guy's the biggest fake you have ever seen. The biggest fake you have ever seen. And it's not just me who knows it. That's who Obama really is. Of course, folks, all of this is so incredibly frustrating how the left just does this dipsy-doo flipperoo, right? And does a 180 on everything. They blame you for disinformation while spreading disinformation. They need to shut you down. They openly advocate for evil while calling us istophobic, phobophobic, phobophobes, homophobe, transphobe, misogynistic, phobophobic, racist. This is them. This is them on the other side. You guys are racist. We are. We want to judge people by their character. We want everyone to be have their God-given rights respected. You're teaching kids that they're the white oppressor in school. Sounds kind of like racism to me. <laughs> it's definitely you guys. Flipperoo. It's so incredibly frustrating. Because we know what works. And watching that situation in the church parking lot this week, and again, I, I don't want to keep bringing it up, but it's important I imbue uh, real life into this show. So it doesn't just seem like some esoteric kind of otherworldly rant all the time. There are real things happening to real people. And the situation this weekend happens every minute in San Francisco and liberal areas where, God forbid, you leave a, uh, you know, a nickel in your car, some idiot comes and breaks the window out and steals it. We know there's another way. We know what works. We know it. Now, we're seeing this down here in Florida. Where, yeah, where, you know, the evil never goes away. We're going to have issues with crime. We can, this, you know, some of the schools down here need some fixing up. Education down here hasn't always been a priority. You know, decades ago, it was a largely retired area. But I want to make the point to you now, kind of turning it around that, even though we had these break-ins here this week and we have a really good share of our crime here is still relatively low because we know what works. And you know what works? A focus on economic freedom, public safety. By economic freedom, I mean real things. Low taxes. I don't mean like campaigns say economic freedom. I mean real things. Low business taxes, low transaction costs, low regulations. Reasonable regulations, right? School choice, which we have a healthy degree of in Florida. So schools have been getting better. We know what works. How do we know it works? Florida's running a surplus, yet our tax rate is low. We spend less money, though having a far less money than New York, despite having a comparable population. Yet our roads are far nicer. Our public safety and our crime rates are far better controlled. And... The only metric that really matters in the end is people are moving down to Florida in droves while moving out of your crap liberal states. And when you ask them why, one of the primary reasons is because of your liberal crap, safety and the economy. Here's Ron DeSantis talking about this very fact this weekend. 
how people just keep, uh, they, we know what we're doing down here and the federal government keeps screwing it up. Check this out. You know, Florida, we're getting the policy right. You know, you look at our big budget surplus, our tax relief, all these great things. Uh, but then to have the feds come in with these policies, you know, is really, really disappointing. So our job, protect against Biden inflation, protect against Biden's policies um, and making sure Florida is not diverted off course. So we're going to continue uh, plowing ahead and we're going to continue to be making the right decisions. So the good news, folks, even in the face of evil that happened this weekend here in Florida. When you get someone in charge like DeSantis and the sheriff in my county, they're going to go find those people. We're never going to get rid of evil. Cars are always going to be broken into. There's always going to be some degree of unemployment. There's always going to be businesses that close because they have a bad business model. But when you have a good framework that recognizes what works and doubles down on it, people will come. They will come down here and move in droves. And this isn't field of dreams. They will come. This is the real world. This is a field of reality. Just wish the liberals wouldn't come down here too. Wish you'd stay up in New York and stop ruining the place. Conservatives, we got a lot of conservatives moving down. All right, let me get to my uh, my next sponsor. I want to show you again how we have a problem right in front of us. And again, it's evil. It is e- It's the real thing. It is evil. The bankrupting of the United States that is going to plunge hundreds of millions of people into depravity, into into poverty in the future. It's going to plunge them into an where they're deprived of actual resources, and nobody cares on the left. They're doubling down. I'll get to that in a second. I'll give you simple facts, folks. They matter. So how do I know we're in the right and that we are going to continue to call out genuine evil and forcing poverty, forcing poverty, potential starvation, and economic distress on hundreds of millions of people in the United States because you have a concentration of power issue and you want to push collectivism and lying to them about it is really horrible. How do we know what works? Because, folks, There is record tax revenue going on right now. How do we know that? Terrence P. Jeffrey at CNS News does an exhaustive amount of homework on the federal budget. Subscribe to this guy's writing. It's terrific. Look, here are the numbers. Now, why do I say we're calling it evil? Because the Democrats are lying to you. Guys, have they not told everyone how we have a taxing problem? They have, right? Joe Biden's saying it right now. We got a tax problem. Evil billionaires are getting over. Nobody's paying their taxes. We got to have their fair share. We need more taxes. You say record tax revenue set through May, through eight months of the fiscal year. $3.374,629,000,000. They don't even get to the hundreds of millions. They just round that off. They don't even, it's all zeros now. Listen to what I'm telling you. Even inflation adjusted. We have never in American history taxed our citizens more. We're not even through the end of the fiscal year. And we are at $3.3 trillion in taxes taken out of the economy. Yet the left tells you we have a taxing problem. It's not spending. That's not the issue. How the hell do we have a taxing problem when we have never taken more money from our citizens Ever. And yet they want to spend more money. And there's always a scam because the thing about people of the lie, as Scott Peck calls them in his book, a Harvard trained psychologist used to call out these sociopaths. They are the people of the lie, the left. Great book, by the way. We got a taxing problem. We don't have a taxing problem. The taxing problem is we tax too much. Number two, we have a spending problem and there's always a scam to spend more. Scam number one, we don't tax our people enough. They want to take more to spend more. We do. We're taxing with record numbers. Scam number two, did you read about this? Did you, ever know, did you guys notice that the, the uh, federal government was still in a state of emergency over COVID? Yeah. Now, I've been holding this story for a while, but this came out this past week, and I thought now's the time to launch this. Why are we in this permanent pandemic, Joe? I mean, listen, COVID is obviously going to be a generational problem. It's not going anywhere. Everybody clear on that? But- We have therapeutics, medications. We know a lot more about it. There's been science on it. Is it a threat? Obviously. Is it the deadly threat it was immediately? We had no treatments. We had no idea the R naught or the fatality rate. It's not. So why are we in this permanent pandemic stage? Because there's always a scam for the government to take and spend more of your money. 
Always. Journal calls it out right here. They want to extend the official emergency to mid-October, the Biden administration, on COVID, folks. Again, to mid-October. We're in uh, June. The Urban Institute projects that the extension will add, oh, here's why, an additional 1.4 million ineligibles to the Medicaid rolls at a cost of $36.5 billion to the federal government, meaning to you. A total of $15.8 million will have to be disenrolled when the official emergency ends. Always a scam, ladies and gents. So, Democrats hate the idea of having a free market health system in this country. They want the government to take over health care. Why? So they can ration your care and tell you to go mm, yourself, right? So what better way to get on people more, on, uh, more people on Medicaid than to declare a COVID emergency? Tell the states, put these people on Medicaid, we'll pay more, but you can never kick them off as long as the emergency is extended and then keep extending the emergency so more and more people pile into Medicaid, costing you more and more money, which is going to shut down eventually these, a lot of these private insurers who can't compete with these taxpayer dollars given to people who may not even be eligible, but you can't kick them off. There is nothing they will. You think they're telling you the truth about why they're expending, uh, extending this emergency? It has nothing to do with the emergency and everything to do with lying to you, spending more money and using it as an excuse to tax more of you later. Speak the truth. Always speak the truth, no matter what. Folks, our economic situation, I, you know, Justin's back again this week. Why, when do you leave? Oh, good. So you'll be with us a while. Sorry, I should have asked him. He's been here for a while, but Justin's, but we always enjoy having him. And you know, him and Guy are younger than me. Justin's the youngest of the crew. Joe's the uh, senior member of the crew. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Joe's the veteran of the bunch. And, uh, you know, I remember different times growing up. I mean, I'm not going to tell you I grew up in the harshest of times. I didn't. I believe, you know, the prior generations had it a lot worse than us. But I said to Justin this morning, you better get ready. Because your generation, which wasted a lot of time focusing on critical race theory and identity politics, he's a smart kid, but some of them surrounding him haven't woken up yet. Woke's going to mean a completely different thing when you get kicked right in the nuts, folks, because I'm telling you, kids, young men and women, it's coming. Remember this show. Monday, what is it, June 13th? Remember this show. Flag it! Thank you. Fox News. Economist Mohamed El Arian, most current inflation could have been avoided if Fed acted earlier. El Arian says he fears inflation may reach 9%. 9%. Flag the show, folks. My prediction, it breaks double digits and starts creeping up higher and higher and higher. What happens when it creeps up to double digits? Folks, the only times we have ever reasonably stopped an inflationary crisis is when we raised interest rates higher than the inflation rates. Why? Because, folks, no one's going to invest money at an interest rate of 9% if the inflation rate is 12%. Why? Because you're losing 3% of your money. When you raise the interest rate higher, people start pouring money back in banks, making it more available. Eventually, you start to sink the inflation rate. We're in real trouble. There is a recession coming, and I think it's going to be a very bad one. And I don't think it's even that far off. You better start fortifying your financial situation right now. Here's Larry Summers, again, Democrat, former Clinton Treasury Secretary, warning people who nailed the inflation crisis. A Democrat, I use him for a reason, folks, because anything I say out there that I put out there from a Republican lawmaker or a talking head, even if it's grounded in fact, the libs that listen to this show just disregard it because it's a Republican. This guy was Clinton's Treasury Secretary. He was on CNN this weekend warning again the signs. You see my Fox uh, monologue speaking about signs? The signs are right there. We are looking at a massive recession. Double-digit employment, double-digit uh, interest rates. It's going to get ugly out there. Here, check this out. Secretary Yellen, who has the job you once had, said this week that, quote, there is nothing to suggest a recession is in the works. Do you agree with that? No, I don't. You think um, a recession is in the works? I think that when infl I think when inflation is as high as it is right now and unemployment is as low as it is right now, it's almost always been followed within two years 
by inflation, by by recession. I look at what's happening in the stock and bond markets. I look at where consumer sentiment is. I think there's certainly a risk of recession in the next year. And I think given where we've gotten to, it's more likely than not that we'll have a recession within the next two years. Folks, speak the truth. I don't like Larry Summers' politics. A lot of his policy prescriptions are ridiculous. But I respect him for speaking the truth to power, even in his own party. Start paying down some of your debt now. Get your financial house in order. It does me no good on the show to say, I get this a lot. Dan, you know, sometimes I have to stop listening. The news is bad. I can't control that. I'm not going to lie to you here. It's not my job. My job isn't here to make money. The fact that the show makes money is nice, but that's not the point. That's not the point. I'm a capitalist like anyone else. I have to pay for this operation, but that was never the point of the show. Matter of fact, Joe, who, embarrassing. Joe worked for free. Yeah. For the first year of the show, he wouldn't even take any money because he believed in what we're doing. We had no sponsors for what, two years? Nothing. Easily. That was never the point of this. The proof is in the pudding. That it makes money now is terrific. That's not the point. The point is to speak truth and to prepare you for what's coming. It's not to lie, to lie to your face for views or clicks or dollars or anything else, for political clout. Bad times are coming, but you can make them less bad times by fortifying and cleaning up your house now. I'm going to show you what liars look like coming up uh, just next. How Joe Biden just lied to your face and how living in this world of the Shire, man, where you ignore the evil outside. It's probably lovely until everyone comes rampaging through and your world turns over like that. Biden lied right to your face this past week. Let me get to my last uh, sponsor first. My pillow. MyPillow has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their lives. They didn't stop by simply creating the best pillows. Mike has done it again with my slippers. They're super comfortable. For a limited time, you need a little comfort right now. You'll save $90 on a pair of my slippers. The blowout sale of the year won't last long, so order now. $90, that's nine dollars $90 off is an amazing savings. It's taken Mike over two years to develop these super comfortable slippers. They're designed to wear indoor, outdoors, all day long. The my slippers are made with my pillow foam. And impact gel to help prevent fatigue. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code Dan. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also these de- uh, deep discounts, excuse me, on all the MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, MyPillows, and so much more. Pick up the MyPillow slippers, uh, the MySlippers today, and a MyPillow as well. Go to 1 800 951 7163. Give them a call and use promo code Dan. Or go online, go to MyPillow.com and make sure you use promo code Dan. Again, the number 800-951-7163 or go to MyPillow.com and use promo code Dan. Thanks, MyPillow. Here's what lying to your face looks like when Larry Summers just told the truth. Here is Biden, despite the numbers, saying something so completely contrary to this man's just unrepentant lying. Here's Joe Biden saying, no, don't worry, folks. Uh, inflation's not that bad. I mean, you're much better off. Savings, your wages, you guys are just doing fine. What a bunch of dunces you are. Just listen to me. Check this out. Millions of Americans are moving up to better jobs and better pay. And since I took office, families are carrying less debt on average in America. They have more savings than they've had. There's Biden lying to you right there. Sorry, I put a show element in there that spoke to worldwide inflation going. This is a phenomenon happening around the world. Everywhere you printed a bunch of money, you're seeing real inflation go down. Real inflation eat away at real wages. Folks, wages are getting crushed in the United States. Uh, Depending on what measure you use, real wages. In other words, forget the nominal number you get paid. The power of your money to go buy things you need, food, medicine, housing, has gone down. Anywhere from 3 to 1.7%, depending on what metric you use. You are getting paid less. It doesn't matter what the number says on your check. It matters what the number buys. It's happening all over the world. And this is not an argument like some on the left are making. Well, it's not Joe Biden's fault. It's happening everywhere. It is Joe Biden's fault because he's emulating the exact same policies that are leading to inflation around the world. 
It's happening everywhere. They printed money they don't have. Here, you know what? We could I'll throw this guy. There'd be perfect time for this Guardian. Look, here, Australia, the Guardian, left-leaning outlet. The perfect timing. I didn't even tell them. To the left of Pravda, the Guardian, real wages to fall by 3% as inflation surges. This is in Australia. This is happening all over the place. You print money you don't have, you're going to have an inflation problem. Speak the truth all the time, even in the face of opposition. Now, someone who have, you know, a couple of senators here, a group of them have no courage to speak the truth, going along with the Democrats' red flag law plans, which is an unconstitutional train wreck. Here is a gun control deal. USA Today group of senators, including 10 Republican sellouts. I threw the sellout part in there. Announce a breakthrough. Roy Blunt, Richard Burr, John, usual suspects, John Cornyn, Bill Cassidy, Susan Collins, Lindsey Graham again, Rob Portman, Mittens Romney, Tom Tillis, and Pat Toomey. Red flag laws, folks. The idea that you can make a complaint against someone and you can violate their due process rights and take their guns away. We have a process for taking people's guns away. You know what it's called, Joe? Charging people with a crime. That's what it's called. That's what that's called. That's got a name. Now, red flag laws? Yeah, I'm going to do a hard pass on, on red flag laws for a couple of reasons. What is this one? I feel like this sounds so funny. I can't. Oh, the 10 centers. I, 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 it looks like Bernie Sanders with my handwriting. I write like a doctor. I'm serious. It's 10 senators. I'll show you. It looks like Bernie Sanders. I write down the elements of the show so I can keep it in order. Now, they're using the same logic. If this sounds familiar, fellas, Joe, especially, you've been hearing this for a long time. If the logic Chuck Schumer is using for past red flag laws, meaning they can come for your guns when they red flag you, right? Yeah. If the logic they're using sounds suspiciously like what they use to lock your kids down, shut them out of school, demand you get a vaccine, and put a mask on, that's because it is. Here's Chuck Schumer, political playbook this morning. Chuck Schumer says we must move swiftly to advance this legislation, folks. Red flags. Because if a single life can be saved, it's worth it. Here we go again. Appealing to emotion. Gosh, single life. Of course, we got to save lives. Yeah, we do. But just like COVID, did you consider that the policy, the lockdown you said would save a life may cost far more in the lo- far more in the long run? If you look at the penalties from it, people sitting at home, getting depressed, drug use. You ever consider that? No, they didn't. That's why we're in this situation we're in now. You ever consider red flag laws, the consequences of it? That legal law-abiding citizens who've done nothing wrong could be targeted by red flag laws because of political differences? Come on, Dan. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. You know what? I'm going to do this a little bit out of order. Really? Here's a tweet by Eric Swalwell. Noted PP tape hoaxer and left-wing lunatic. The real tweet. He's quote tweeting a Media Matters nut who's commenting on Ben Shapiro. Eric Swalwell tweets, please tell me this lunatic, talking about Shapiro, does not own a gun. Reason number 1,578, America needs red flag laws. That'll never happen here. Despite the fact that a politician on the left who is a noted collusion hoaxer, a PP tape hoaxer, and a, uh, a banger of Fang Fang, right? This guy publicly puts out on his own Twitter platform openly that this is one of the reasons, a political difference he has with someone that we need American, uh, American needs red flag laws. There it is it's right there, folks. You can read it yourself. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's an actual tweet. Where's this all going? Why do people like Eric Swalwell want to target political opponents with red flag laws? Because the process for them, ladies and gentlemen, is always punishment. If they can invent the new process to take away your guns, you're damn right they'll do it. Where's this all going? It's going where Justin Trudeau is right now, the tyrant dictator of Canada who targeted a bunch of uh, protesters, uh, truckers. Remember, Joe, remember that the debacle? Oh, hell yeah. Here's Justin Trudeau saying, don't worry, Joe, you have no right to defend yourself here in Canada. If you get attacked with a gun or a knife or anything like that, yes, you just have to die in Canada. Don't laugh. This is what, check it out. Listen for yourself. We have a, a, a culture where the difference is guns can be used for hunting or for sport shooting in Canada, and there's lots of gun owners, and they're mostly law-respecting and, and, and law-abiding, but you can't use a gun for self-protection in Canada. That's not a right that you have in the Constitution or anywhere else. If you try and buy a gun and say it's for self-protection, no, you don't get that. You get it for hunting. You can get it for sport shooting. You can take it to the range. Uh, no problem, as long as you go through our rigorous background checks. But there's a difference around the culture, and one of the things that we're yeah. seeing with the debate in the States is you get more and more 
more of the American style, you know, right to carry self-defense arguments filtering up through through the, uh, you know, the, the usual more right wing communications channels. Where is it going? It's already here. That is a radical far left communist nut up in Canada. We know he's turned the country into a dictatorship. That's a fact. It's not open for debate. He's done things dictators do and continues to do them, telling you to your face openly. You can't defend yourself here. You have the right. You have you. You should die first. That's exactly where this is going. Make no mistake. All right, folks. We have to end the show on this one today, but this is important. We have a current thing update. And now, the current thing update. So, you know, of course, like any leftist, you have to support the current thing. So we love that. The current thing update. Here is, you're like, I haven't heard about it yet. Oh, you will. Wall Street Journal covered it this weekend, Joe. Native land acknowledgments are the latest woke ritual. <laughs> you hear about this? You thought the pronoun craze was bad? Sir, you will call me Zhu. Is that a pronoun? Yes, it is. And if you forget, you can call me they. But they means multiple people. I am multiple people. You thought the pronoun craze was bad? You don't mention people's pronouns in college. You'll be sanctioned by the DEI czar. The diversity, equity, and inclusion czar. <laughs> Soviet national anthem. You think that's better? Now, at George Brown College, apparently there was some incident where they have these woke rituals now about native land acknowledgments. Mount Holyoke College, a note, requires all students, they listen to this, staff and faculty, to make an acknowledgement at every public event or in any published material with compliance, Joe, policed by the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Office. Some academic journals have even begun encouraging or requiring authors to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which their university is located. <laughs> you're giving a speech at a college, you're writing a paper. Oh, this paper was written on land owned by the Iroquois tribe. Wait, who owned it before that? Uh, the pre-Iroquois tribe. And who owned that? The pre-pre-Iroquois tribe. We don't. You believe this crap? This is going to be next. Native land acknowledgement woke rituals enforced. Notice enforced by the DEI office. Speak the truth, folks. Speak the truth all the time. Stand up against this stuff. It's the only way. All right. Thanks again for tuning in. I got Peter Navarro on the radio show later talking about a guy who's uh, trying to silence. We'll talk about that a little later. Don't miss that. Make sure you subscribe to my podcast. I really appreciate it. It's the subscriptions that help us stay on the top charts. And you've done that for us for years. We appreciate it. Apple, Spotify, and of course on Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. See you on the radio show later. You just heard Dan Bongino.